Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Matt Donald here, folks. Worst microphone alert because my microphone I normally use to record this is currently still packed in luggage in my car from a trip I recently went on, and I need to get this out quickly, so the microphone from my webcam it is so very, very professional. And what am I going to do with this worst quality that gives new listeners their first impression of this wonderfully professional and sophisticated show? Well, I want you to subscribe to my Patreon, of course, at patreon.com slash matthewdonald, where we discuss pop culture featuring prehistoric animals. Sometimes in flimsy ways, sometimes in ways that are a bit of a stretch. And this month, it's the most wonderful time of year! Not Christmas! Hell no, not Christmas! It is time for our annual Pacific Rim episode! Because the dinosaurs were implied to be kaiju in that universe, and that movie is so goddang awesome that I want to talk about it all the time with everyone every year, and that's what we do. So, check that out, as well as uh, another episode about Jurassic World the game on the phone. Uh, that'll come out soon. It was meant to come out last month, but, you know, pff, life. Christmas! Holidays! You know the holiday season. Hard time for everyone. Link is in the description before you can sign up to the Patreon. Thank you for your support, and have a good day! Hey, 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 Roar! Growl! Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast where intelligence drifts like the continents. Yeah. My name is Matthew Don. Each week, I and a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week, I'm joined by the only person on the show who I think I've talked to about non-animals on this show. Like, whenever we're doing thing that's not an animal, like the flower or the tree or the fungus, it's you. Yeah, I suppose I do have a unique set of interests. Yep, it's Natasha Crack. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. So, I'm so like, the, you know, I always say, like, we talk about a different genus of prehistoric animal. And it's like, there are so many times where I kind of bend that. Well, not even kind of bend it. Sometimes I just flat out break it. Sometimes it's not a genus. Sometimes it's like a family. That's happened once. Um, sometimes it's not prehistoric 
it's modern <laughs> or or it's not or it's not necessarily modern but i mean it is I mean, it's still extinct but like we talked about the tasmanian tiger and the dodo on here on the show before uh, uh my dad and i did an episode about the passenger pigeon nice <laughs> so that's really not prehistoric and so it's not even an animal <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so and watch us i'll just do like one of these days for an april fool's i think i checked you see those episodes come out on tuesday and april fool's day is on a tuesday on 2025 so oh. watch that episode we're gonna do like the sunflower or something works for me it's a living plant <laughs> rather than an extinct animal <laughs> yeah time mid pleistocene to current like er, current anthropocene or whatever that we're in now i think it's i think it's still technically called the holocene but some people are like oh we changed too much anthropocene yeah we'll let the scientists argue that one out yeah uh we'll all sit back with a bag of popcorn a uh, bag of Mountain Dew popcorn, as I found out, <laughs> exists recently. You ever been to those popcorn shops where, like, they sell different types of popcorn? Um, it's been a There's while. one, like, pretty close to here. I might go there after, actually. <laughs> it's like the puppy chow popcorn. Mm. You know, it's like puppy chow. It's like, you're not like, obviously, you know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I made chocolate. one as a kid. Yeah, oh, I love it. Oh, so good. Uh, with the Czech cereal. Yeah, Czechs the, and the like chocolate. The chocolate. butterscotch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. So good. Good stuff. Uh, and then some people have like, there's like saltier popcorn. There's like cheddar popcorn. There's like jalapeno popcorn. Dill pickle popcorn. <laughs> uh, I'm not a pickle guy. A lot of people like pickles. I don't like pickles. It's the acidity. Uh, Same with mustard. Same thing. I don't like it. I've only recently taken to some mustards. Like okay. I like to dip my chicken nuggets in honey mustard oh okay well that makes or there are some cheeses that pair really nicely with a whole grain mustard uh-huh but in small quantities oh okay i i'd like to if i was going to contribute anything to the culinary world i want to make a sauce i want there to be the matte sauce that people come to it's like oh we're gonna have wings where i was like is matt bringing his sauce <laughs> i could teach you to make an alfredo from scratch right oh i like that with rest and use a restaurant recipe that my dad has taught me. Well, of course. It's not healthy. Well, it's well, delicious. Why would it be? No, we're not here for health. <laughs> it's artery-clogging delicious. Yeah. I mean, I, even ironically, this is a show called Paleo Bites. We're not here for healthy vegan eating or paleolithic <laughs> eating. <laughs> that is one of the reasons why I call it the, sh- the show that, to confuse people. <laughs> like, oh, this is about the paleolithic diet. <laughs> so, no, 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 no. Uh, but it's about bite-sized introductions to paleontology. So... Uh, so what quarter of paleontology are we off we're to talking today? about a little gremlin guy that you've recommended oh yeah the little thing that looks like gizmo's prehistoric cousin yeah it's like a little gliding lizard thing called silurosauravis <laughs> uh which means hollow lizard grandfather yes for i real. remember seeing that thing in my book of dinosaurs that i used for sketch references yeah and it's like what the fuck is this? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, absolutely. I, I definitely, uh, yeah, no, it's it's something. <laughs> what the it is. The first thing I thought was, geez, did the scientists uh, try to breed a gremlin? Yeah, don't feed it after midnight. You know, like, don't don't get it wet. <laughs> I only saw gremlins recently. I saw it at a theater. Actually, it was this theater that was playing old movies. Like in the theater, it's like uh, I watched it with my friend Laura. It's funny to watch an old movie for the first time in a movie theater. It makes it like a new movie. Because <laughs> I was not prepared by how like dark, but also how funny that movie is. 
I love the part where the gremlins are rampaging and they, they sing the Christmas songs that one person then kill them. <laughs> and then that one time where they're playing poker, one of them cheats, the other one shoots. <laughs> I, I distinctly remember that. Ooh, and that oh, poor man. wait bartender, she's just treating them like they're normal customers, but she's trying to rush and get their orders. <laughs> out. And then she tells that weird story about how she lost her dad and then realized there was no Santa Claus because of that. Like yeah. that's, that's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Anyway, so type is a will. Oh God, we we to Sorid, A group of gliding neodiapsid reptiles that include this guy and a few others like it. As if, as a heads up, neodiapsids include all reptiles, barring some really early and primitive ones, as well as birds. Because why the hell not? Exactly why the hell not? Size fourteen inches to thirty five centimeters long. A little guy. You could probably keep it on your shoulder. Like, probably. Yeah. Uh, like some psychotic parrot. Yeah. Diet's carnivore, specifically insectivore. And guess what those eat? <laughs> <laughs> Time late Permian, 260 to 251 million years ago. Which means, yep, they got et by the great dying. Ah, <laughs> oh, darn it. Uh, they shouldn't feel bad, though. A lot of things got et by the Permian extinction. About 95% of all life on Earth, in fact. Yeah, it was kind of bad. Yeah, that is kind of bad. Yeah, I could, I could survive with them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're about to find out. Apparently, we're killing species right now at the about, about the same rate as they were during the Permian extinction. So, yay! Joy. Humans! Yeah. <laughs> uh, described in 1926, pop culture appearances, the TV show Primeval, and TV documentary Ancient Earth. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So, for some bizarre reason, reptiles have always wanted to fly. Yeah. Like, you got pterosaurs, of course, but then you got some birds descended from dinosaurs, and also reptiles. And you got the scansoroterogids, like ye, remember ye, the little yes. go- the goblin, like gargoyle lizard bat. Yep. And you got the little otties, like Longusquama charovipteryx, that might have also flown or glided potentially. You know, charovipteryx, that's the one that flew with its legs. Oh, geez. It spread them out like a freaking whore and just, like, <laughs> flapped with them. Here, I'll, I'm not, it sounds like I'm exa- look, Hold on. <laughs> Charo Victorix. Charo Victorix meme is the first thing that comes. <laughs> Probably about all the. Oh, God. Let's see if I can. Yeah, okay. That, those jokes write themselves. Yeah. It's like, yay! <laughs> spread spread those legs, ladies. <laughs> no, actually. Ah, ah. <laughs> I've heard worse at the truck. You're yeah, not yeah, okay. I'm in a committed relationship. Uh, it's good things are good i'm I'm good i have regular sex anyway (laughs) well you know there should be some other so so why do they want to fly give the other animals a chance like bats have only come in because they fulfill a different niche than birds but other than bats every other animal that has flown has been reptiles except for insects i guess every other vertebrate that has been flown there we go every other vertebrate has flown has been reptiles bats are the only ones uh what about amphibians why don't you have like frogs flying I'm gonna Don't them give can, them ideas. There's so, some frogs that can glide with well, their feet. If, well, it's like imagine like a Charvo Victorix style frog that like jumps and then uses, spreads its back legs out and become like wings. <laughs> There's an idea for you, speculative biologists. But here we have another flying slash gliding reptile, one completely unrelated to the others, meaning a bunch of different group of reptiles really wanted to get their asses off the ground by any means possible. <laughs> I guess slithering gets old fast or hurts or something. So we got. Yeah, bust. Fossils of this creature are found with long rod-like ossifications projecting outwards from the body as an ex- uh, sort of like an extension, of, not as an extension of the ribs, but as a structure that was further supported by diff- additional phalanges in the fourth digit of the hands, which presumably connected with these structures by flexing its abdominal muscles to give it a structure in addition to ho- uh, helping grasp on tree bark. Ah. It could um, furl and unfurl these wing-like structures by flexing its abdominal muscles, which really sounds like it's just showing off. Yeah, probably. So look at my abs. I'm so I mean, sh- we are convinced it's 
uh, Gizmo's prehistoric cousin, yeah, I'm right? So shredded, I can grow wings and just from the power of my swole abdominal muscles. It's like <laughs> Red Bull. It's giving me wings. <laughs> yeah, the Red Bull's really not an energy drink. Yeah, I just got it. So it gives you wings because it gives you energy. I'm really dumb. I am really dumb. <laughs> Anyways, I've always said that before. I may be intelligent, but I am not smart. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Oh, <laughs> uh, so... Uh, yeah, I know. I, so, um... These guys use this ability to like climb trees and catch insects and presumably to avoid whatever predators could reach the level, which I imagine wasn't too many at this point because like there weren't any other flying creatures. So the trees they climbed uh, – the, but the trees they climbed include one such species that I talked about, Natasha and I here. Uh, I've talked about one of the few plants featured on the show, Glossopterus. Remember that? Yes. We talked about Glossopterus? Yeah. It was fun. Just lived a peaceful life, you know, catching bugs, avoiding predation. So we're all having a grand old time. <laughs> Uh, but who knows? Maybe if the Permian extinction hadn't happened, they could have taken their wing specialization further. But alas, we'll never know. Yeah, unfortunate. Yeah. So, but Solaris Ravis, man, it's just yeah. What is this thing? I mean, it's a gremlin. That's what it is. But it's gremlins. I mean, it's not, it doesn't have fur like Gizmo does. But it probably would have evolved them. Hey, is gremlin's racist? Because doesn't he get that thing from like a weird, like e- typical East Asian sort of oh, shot? What? It's kind of like that part in Freaky Friday where like they switch bodies by going to a Chinese restaurant. And this person does some Chinese magic to make them switch bodies. It's like it's showing like the other culture is magical or something, which is kind of a weird stereotype. I mean, it could be Mel Brooks style. That is true. Where it's well, what do you, what do you mean specifically? I mean, have you seen History of the World Part 1? Well, yeah, no, I do like how he makes fun of literally everyone. My favorite part of that... Where he has people of those races or whatever act out those stereotypes. That's true. My favorite part is when um it shows the caveman and has Orson Welles narrating to add some <laughs> uh, gravitas and authenticity to it. Uh, but then he's like, it shows the cave painting. It's like, these were the first artists, followed shortly by the first critic. And then another uh, caveman pees on it. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's he has Moses at one point he's holding three tablets he says I give to you from God the 15 and then one of the tablets falls and smashes <laughs> the 10 commandments <laughs> honestly that is one of my favorite movies oh yeah there was a sequel series on Hulu that came out recently it's probably not any good but Mel Brooks was still one of the writers so <laughs> the dude's 97 years old I think and he's still writing sharp-witted comedy. You know he's a mind, he was a minesweeper in World War II? That's cool. Yeah, he was, he was a veteran. Oh, no wonder his humor is bad. 
Oh, yeah. He was, that's a, such a dangerous job. Also, he trolled Nazis back when Nazis were trying to take over the world. He, like, he, uh, they, they, they were opposing camps and they would, pl- the Nazis would blare out like propaganda their way. And Mel Brooks blared through their speakers Jewish folk music right back <laughs> at them. <laughs> because he was a badass. <laughs> Gotta love it when people troll each other like that. When he dies, the amount of movie marathons that he'll that'll be there. Oh, those are so. And also, what is he gonna write on his epitaph on his tombstone? <laughs> I'm sure it's gonna be great. <laughs> he's still because so, we did an advertisement for *Race to the World* Part Two on Hulu. He's like, watch it or whatever. You know, I already got paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> still so with it. <laughs> I mean. He- yeah, at the end of part one, he did try to put out a trailer for we're part two. Jews, we're Jews in space. Exactly. <laughs> Which you later use the tune for men in tights. So <laughs> the irony to um, the modern political America was somebody tried to make a comment about Jewish space. Ladies. Oh, yeah, for sure. And Mel Brooks had already done it in a whole Oh, yeah. Way. Well, he's on top of that and sort of thing. It's like... Uh, anyway. <laughs> so uh, Solarosaur Avis. <laughs> yes, this prehistoric creature we're supposed to be talking about. Yeah, we're talking about gremlins and we're talking about Mel Brooks. We had nothing to do with gremlins. That was uh, Chris, Chris Columbus. Not the Christopher Columbus. The writer of <laughs> who should be the only Chris Columbus we all should celebrate. Here, here. The writer and director of Home Alone and the first two Harry Potter movies. <laughs> And Home Alone 1 was a brilliant piece of work. I've only seen Home Alone 2. My fiancé showed it to me. Uh, the first one is I've pretty heard... much slapstick comedy. Yeah. second one, unfortunately, does have a cameo from one Mr. Trump in it. But yeah. <laughs> you can just ignore that part. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, but uh, other than that, it was good. I liked, um, what's his name? Uh, Tim Curry is like the head of the uh, hotel trying to get him out. Uh. Tim Curry always plays such a riveting uh, theatrical role. <laughs> He definitely has fun with it. I love that part. You ever, you ever seen that part of um, Command and Conquer where, you know, because they always those have those full mo- full motion video cut scenes where it's just actual people. Like, you know, and he just hams it up. It's like, we're going to the one place where communism hasn't touched space. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell he's having fun with it. You can tell when an actor's honestly having fun. With it's them. just full on ham and cheese, which Laura Soravis probably would love. Uh, probably. I would go for some ham and cheese. I'm hungry. Oh, that actually does sound kind of good right now. Yeah, anyways, well, let's write this and get the hell out of here. Write <laughs> right, one of 65 million. I'm going to write like 55 million. It's cool. It man. deserves it. Yeah, it's like it's a cool little creature that like gl- gl- glid when gl- glid gl- glided. <laughs> Why is that such a hard word? To say? <laughs> when no other creature could, could even fly. So it was probably pretty safe up there. It probably just fell sometimes, I guess. Probably. But like, fall from a great height, little, you know, 14 inches. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's cool. And then it just and it took the world's greatest mass extinction to kill it. So, <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like it belongs in a modern sci-fi movie. Absolutely, uh, it was in Primeval, uh, yeah. which is a show I need to watch. Uh, I've heard. I good... need to watch again. It's been a while since I've watched. I it. loved the future predators they had. Where Those the cre- were terrifying. The creepy future predators. Yeah, it's like creatures from not millions of years in the future, from the past millions of years in the future. So. Yeah, those were terrifying. Yeah, First yeah. time I saw them. Oh yeah, for sure. 
All right, well, that's it for this week. If you don't get a hold of the show, you can contact me at MattD at MatthewDonCreator.com or PaleBytesPodcast at gmail.com, PaleBytesPod on Twitter, and PaleBytesPodcast on Instagram. I love how no one calls it X. It's Twitter. <laughs> it will always be Twitter. It's always Twitter. It will always be Twitter. Elon Musk, that elongated muskrat, will never take that away from us. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so um, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the moment. I'm at NK Arts and Crafts. Yeah. Um, again, depending on how busy work is, depends on what kind of posting I do. But I've always got different kinds of arts I'm posting. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Oh, that's that's neat. Um, she's got some good stuff in there. And she also illustrated my books, my Mikazook books, which uh, you can buy on print to Kindle and do not have Slurs or Avis in it. But if they were in it, I can imagine they could be like recon. They could have like radar dishes on them or something. Or they <laughs> scout or something. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> i give you ideas for the next one. Exactly. Exactly. All these were before dinosaurs, so they couldn't be there. If I want to be accurate with my dinosaurs with laser gun story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for this week. We'll say the invariant episode of Paleo Bites. <laughs> What do lizards make? I don't know. A lot of only a couple of families of uh, lizard can vocalize. Oh, that was me trying to do my tongue up. <laughs> All the spit. Anyways, bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.